All right, so welcome to Startup Business Q&A, episode 257, 257, uh, contrary to, I think one of the platforms is saying 256, it is honestly 257, and uh, we are talking this week about content marketing. I'm going to be going through five tips, so five things to really get right. Uh, I've been marketing myself and my services through content now for almost eight years, and um, there are definitely some truths in certain things and some myths uh, as well in this space. So I really wanted to focus on these five things that I think are really essential to make sure that you get the most from your time deployed uh, in this art. Um, and those new to it or those thinking, I wonder whether or not it's a good idea, is when you do it right, it really is worth it because it moves you from having to knock on new doors and start fresh uh, every day with people who don't know you. Content marketing is about traction. Uh, content marketing is about bringing people to a, a place of interest in you through warming them, and specifically the warming themselves through your content. So it really is a very fulfilling way of, of marketing your business. And sales certainly gets uh, get a lot more straightforward uh, using this approach. So I really would suggest... Uh, those are not trying it, we dabble in it. And maybe, maybe what I share today will be of, of help uh, in, in making that decision. If you're watching right now, you are part of Team Live. So put in a hashtag Team Live in the comments. Let me know where you're watching from as well. We're live right now on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. A couple of announcements today um, to share in a moment. And um, if, you're, if you're watching the replay or listening to the replay on the podcast, do put in the comments that you're part of hashtag team replay. And again, where you're watching from, it'd be great to hear, uh, uh, see where people are coming in from all over the world. So thank you so much. Uh, Michael Hassler uh, has said, uh, on Instagram, he's said, sub from the purple state. Uh, we've also got uh, Ambreen watching as well. She says, hi, Richard Moore. My man, James Perry, watching Team Live from County Down in Ireland as well. Um, first announcement, um, I'm really... I can't believe this has happened already. Uh, I really wanted just to shout out and say thank you to the almost 70 um, businesses and individuals as well. Some are entrepreneurs and are solopreneurs, but 70 businesses or thereabouts that joined my accelerator because this week is week 52 of my LinkedIn business, or sorry, LinkedIn client accelerator. And 52 weeks. How has that gone so quick? It's been a whole year. On Friday is the anniversary where we're having our call. Um, we have a group call every week. There is an eight module course that takes people through how to build the content, which is why it's relevant to today. And um, But ultimately, the focus is on conversion, on actually closing sales rather than, you know, looking cute online. So it's far more important to make sure uh, you convert, otherwise what you're playing at. So so the conversion, the conversion focus for the accelerator has been a, such a success. I'm so thrilled. And yeah, almost 70 businesses have joined. Um, and we started a year ago. How has that come around so quick? So 
There are so many wonderful stories, I can't really mention them all, but I just want to say well done to everyone who joined. And it is an ongoing thing. So the idea is rather than it being like a 12-week program or something, uh, you just join in part of the family then, you join indefinitely. So if anyone wants, is interested in, in being part of the Accelerator with a focus on getting clients through LinkedIn, you can ask me directly, just send me a message uh, or a DM and say, hey, and uh, ask me about the Accelerator and I'll share some more information for you. I uh, do you want to shout out those of you watching on Instagram. So dum dum so do dum so me, <laughs> cool name, uh, CTS College. Uh, my friend Sophie watching from Bright Emotions. Amazing to see you here. I think it's your anniversary as well of running a business. So congratulations uh, for your part, that kind of work you're doing. Martin Savanich is watching too. Good to see you here. Uh, the Varage 96, B.Great, uh, and Ian Tiska as well. Amazing to have you all watching. Thank you for tuning in. What, let me know if you're watching, uh, where are you watching from? Uh, if you have a question on content marketing, do put it in. But otherwise, today I'll be sharing five tips. This is one, two, three, four. We've got four sessions left. 60, 70, yeah, yeah, we have four sessions left, inclusive. And then we're done. No more live streams every Monday. Uh, so this is week 257, and on week 260, it will be the end. That will be the five-year anniversary and be the last of the weekly live, live Q&As. Um, and on that date, second announcement, and on that date, on the uh, on, on 19th of July, Monday 19th of July, which is when we'll have episode, episode 260, we'll be turning off the live stream and turning on the YouTube channel proper, as in the channel already is running, but, and I'll put in the comments later on uh, the link to it, but it will be a very strong focus on content weekly onto that channel, as opposed to these live streams instead. So I just have to say, after I announced it two weeks ago, the support has been crazy. Thank you so much, everyone. A lot of people are subscribing because for the right reasons, they'll actually watch the videos, but also just well wishes in general. I'm really pleased about it. Thank you so much. Uh, James, you're adding in here. I jumped. I started on week one of the accelerator, and you've added. I started uh, last year. Game changed my business, and I honestly mean that. Thank you. Very, really kind of you. Uh, and um, I, yeah, just I'm just. It's a very good product. I'm really pleased with that one. It's done really well. Uh, Josh Morgan, yeah, awesome. I'd see you on on Instagram here. Do subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, if you get a chance. Uh, yeah, four weeks to go, and then we then we roll out the content. So again, if you have questions. On content marketing, do fire away in the comments, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Otherwise, I will go through these, these five things that really are important. Let's start before we even get into content with a really, really crucial point. And this is essential, especially for those of you who love building the content. You love the videos, you love polishing the pictures, you love writing the content. It's great. It's really important. Before you get into that, you must remember this crucial truth, which is content is amazing, sure, but it's nothing without audience. And audience comes from distribution. What that specifically means is if you do not spend at least the same amount of time as you spent on putting out, on building the content itself, on distributing it and building, a, you know, this audience of people who will show up for it, you're nothing. Because there's no point creating this art for no one to see it. And build it and they will come is the biggest joke of a saying in the world. It just is such a joke. Build it, sure, but then go get your audience. You have to learn the art of distribution on whatever platform you're on. Distribution on LinkedIn, it will be different to on YouTube, for instance. It's very important to understand 
how the platform works and how you use the algorithm correctly and point people in the right direction of your content. Just posting is a mistake. You are wasting time typically because what you're doing is you're hoping it all just works out. It's far better to go and understand the techniques required to distribute your content first. So before you get in, into the content itself, it is everything to make sure you've got the content um, sure, but making sure that the audience will show up. And getting that right is so good because then it gives you momentum. And um, platforms love momentum. They love everyone piling in to share their comments and like the video and share the video itself or the post itself. What you end up with is a great drive then to, I mean, just to snowball effect and a lot more people showing up for you. So no distribution and you're just wasting your time really. And it's just funny because there's so much time spent on beautiful camera work or, or ages spent on on some people, you know, using all these lovely filters on their photos, but they don't distribute properly. So just make sure you get that right. Um, question on this actually from Josh, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Morgan uh, on through Instagram has asked, what makes something go viral? Is it just a spark? Well, technically speaking, if we were, something that goes viral is something where everyone starts seeing it. And algorithmically speaking, most platforms are looking for velocity as well as engagement. So what, you know, there's one secret element to it, but the velocity part is crucial. And what that means is if you take LinkedIn as an example, if you're not getting a volume or higher frequency of say likes and comments in the first hour or two, then LinkedIn will think to itself, well, think about common sense space, right? You've produced the content and LinkedIn's going, well, no one seems to be showing up that much. Why will we distribute it anymore? What's the point? If no one's showing an interest, there's very little point pushing it further. It tests it to a small group of people. If they're not really picking up on it, well, it will kill the post. Uh, whereas if people start going, wow, this is really stimulating, I'll jump in and I'll, I'll write something. So it has to stimulate, you know, is it emotive? Is it funny? Is it, does it, has it got drama? That's why when people share deep, meaningful, um, vulnerable posts about themselves, they tend to do better than when they share an advert because no one's interested in being sold to. So what you have is, is the emotive side and is it going to stimulate engagement? But the other thing as well, that one thing that really drives virality, Josh, is if you get the right people to show up and engage. So if I post uh, an, an image on Instagram and, you know, Will Smith, Kim Kardashian and The Rock all write comments, you can guarantee it will go viral. You guarantee it. The reason why is it's not every account is the same. If someone with a huge amount of, in, of, of audience and engagement around them shows up, then that platform will say to itself, wow, well, we've got big hitters here showing up for this. So we will distribute it uh, um, much more readily. And of course, the post typically then goes to a few of the or a percentage of the following of that big influencer. You know, 3% of, for instance, of the rocks following is considerably more than 3% of mine. So yes, be emotive. Yes, be stimulating. But if you can get the right people to show up, then actually that's all you need. That's what really drives crazy virality. So ultimately what you end up with is people with no distribution at all and no views with great content often are completely outperformed with people with really average content 
but they know the right people. And so a, a smaller version of this is, you know what, I don't know these Hollywood A-listers, but what I do know is people who have maybe 100,000 followers and I make friends with them, I connect with them well, and then they show up and that drives you know, drives these posts a bit better. So there's a major difference between, say, on LinkedIn, someone with 6,000 followers and someone with 600,000 followers. LinkedIn will go, wow, okay, someone big showed up, we will really drive harder. And that, that's a big way of, of making a big difference. Uh, Ian Tisk has added a question here on Instagram as well. What are the best performing types of content to stimulate engagement? Here, I'm really glad you've asked this, Ian, because it is a myth <laughs> that certain types of content are best. Not all are equal in the eyes of the platform because some platforms algorithmically drive um, greater dis distribution to certain types of content. Again, taking LinkedIn as an example, LinkedIn gives almost no distribution to live. Why? Probably because like statistically speaking, people don't really bother with live nearly as much as other features. It also puts artificially more um, views against new types of content, the ones it's pushing. So a couple of years ago, when it released its new document feature, you couldn't miss, you'd get tens of thousands, if not more, of views because it was driving out this new product. You know, you do well with stories on, Inst on LinkedIn because stories is a new feature. You do well with reels on Instagram because reels is a new feature and they're trying to crush TikTok. So all this distribution is going to reels because it's its version of TikTok, you know? So it's the same kind of thing when when twi uh, Twitter, when uh, Facebook, when LinkedIn all release their version of Clubhouse, you can bet they will put massive distribution on those products because they're trying to kill Clubhouse is the point. So there'll be an artificial reason why um, but I'm really getting rant, slightly cusp of ranty about this, Ian, because some people seem to think video, for instance, the be all is the be all end all. Behaviorally, video video makes sense because I'm sharing more about me. People are like my audience is able to tune into exactly who I am. They're getting more of a flavor of Richard Moore through video than through text. Sorry, copyright copywriters, text does not convey the person. It may convey emotions well, but does not convey the person as well as, say, video, because you're accessing me with more of your senses. More on that in a second on another one of the tips. But if you look at, I don't know, like if you look at Instagram, it's reels right now. If you look at LinkedIn, I wouldn't do live. I would like text, short form text is crushing at the moment. But then so are carousels as well. They're doing really well. So it really depends. The best answer is whatever you're good at. But ultimately, video, image, whatever, if you're writing copy, that needs to be sound as well. That needs, needs to st stimulate pe people you know, to, to engage, which segues me neatly, Ian, into point number two. So first point is to make sure you've got distribution down. You need to learn that. Otherwise, your content's going nowhere. Number two is pattern interrupt. The pattern or, or the routine of subconsciously being switched off and thumbing through a, a news feed or a timeline or whatever it is, like just kind of scrolling through and just seeing whatever's being thrown at you needs to be interrupted so that they consciously, this audience member consciously goes, wow, what's this? And decides to then engage. That's really essential because we've got to make sure that they, they pay attention to our post and no matter what your post is about, unless you can grab them to begin with, they'll just scroll past it. 
Remember that the human animal is always looking at a feed, thinking to itself, to itself, am I am I experiencing a threat here? Is there something dangerous I should worry worry about? Is it scary? Could it be defamatory? Is there something a little bit risque here? Is it controversial? Or is it a win? So there's there's is it is it a threat? Is it a win? Like can I is there something positive for me here? Is is could this be humorous? That would make me feel good. Is there is there a picture of a sexy woman that is going to catch my eye or a, a sexy man I want to keep you know keep have a look at having a look at because that will be stimulating for my for me to kind of to enjoy whatever it might be or am I indifferent okay so is there a threat is there a win or am I indifferent and it, and most of the time our subconscious gatekeeper animal instinct part of our brains going indifferent same old stuff same old stuff and we evolve. If I'm if I'm writing content or producing content for advanced marketers, I can't be basic. I can't be too amateur about it because that because the marketers will scroll through going, seen all this before. It's just this just feels basic. So I need to bring something new and level level up in terms of sophistication and interrupt that pattern. Good pattern interrupt earns the view of your content. And one reason why this is people go wrong, where where people go wrong, is that they act with entitlement. And what I mean by that is they write as though anyone seeing their piece of content in the newsfeed will want to look at it. And if you act as though you've earned no views, you earned no views at all when you click on post, and you have to go earn them, then you'll do much better. So people start posts, for instance, with, um, do you know, do you want to learn how to do this? And most people are like, no, why would I want to learn from you? I don't know who you are. And so only those who like really follow that person will say yes. And so you kill your post quite early on. It's surprising this because you think that would be a good opener, but actually it feels salesy. Also posts that sound salesy. It makes people go, that's salesy. My experience is that posts that sound or look like this are salesy and therefore a waste of time. Therefore, what does the brain do? Indifferent. Move on. It doesn't stop by, by and have a look. So you have to be a little bit sensationalist. You have to li- be a little bit controversial. Um, and, uh, you know, it's same on YouTube. Like if you don't have a catchy title and if you don't have a catchy thumbnail, then you do perform less well than if you otherwise did. And that goes for any type of channel, typically. And that's that's different. To, it's, this is different to those who are already following you. Those who are already following you will show up for you, whatever. But to gain new traction with new audience, you do need to remember that it is essential to have some kind of a pattern interrupt. Interrupt their pattern of indifference in seeing the same old thing over and over again. It's really crucial, okay? Uh, we're talking about Content marketing today, I'm sharing five really crucial tips to get that right. If you are watching right now, put into the comments um, where you're watching from. And if you're part of hashtag team live, write in hashtag team live or hashtag team replay. Uh, Dika Ram, Raman uh, is watching on Instagram. Uh, Oro Bin Singh is watching as well. Becky Velaverde is watching too. Good to see you here. Thank you very much. Anne-Marie Hopley, good to see you here. Thanks for watching in. What have we got over on LinkedIn? Um, here we've got someone asking. So uh, Chimeka, why must I need to mention someone in the post to make it go viral? Well, you don't have to. But what tends to happen for many people is that they work the 
the way the platform works. So if you're on LinkedIn right now, the way it tends to work is if I tag someone in a post, LinkedIn will send them a notification. In fact, all the platforms do that. Under notifications, it will say, you've been tagged in a post. And when you're tagged in a post, the human part of your of your brain says, whoa, I've been tagged. Is this a win, a threat, or am I going to be indifferent? Well, I have to check. So I can't be indifferent yet. If I'm tagged in a post with a thousand other people, the moment I go and check out that post, oh, I'm just tagged. I'm just, it's just the spam tag with everyone else. Indifferent, ignore. If it's a post about me, then I will pay more attention. Is it a win? Is it talking about how great Richard Moore is? Great. Well, I'll write a comment then. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Win. Or is it a threat? Richard Moore's rubbish. I want to call him out. I think he's a complete scam. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I want to have engaged it. Can you see win, threat or indifferent is what we're always, always looking out for. So when people are mentioned in posts to help me go viral, it's to send the notification out. But if you if you do it too much, the platforms are all savvy to this technique. If you do it too much, then you just get marked as spam. So it's just funny when people don't know this and they just spam tags everywhere for all these people that aren't going to bother showing up for them. Unless you make the people you tag feel special, they won't bother. Even if I know you, if I'm there with 50 other people, I don't feel special. And if you just put my name in, but no reason why you tagged me, what you're basically saying to me is, Richard, come and like my post. I want your visibility that you can help me with the algorithm. And you're not interested at all in what I say, you just want my distribution. So it's so important to make sure you actually write something meaningful, share why you'd like that person to show up. And as I said earlier, what this means is you're earning your views and distribution from zero every single time. No entitlement at all. It's really, really crucial that. Um, yeah, good question there. Well done. Um, Bernardo has asked, what type of content do you recommend for businesses that can go viral? Question: The question I'd ask is, do you need to go viral? Viral seen as the be all end all. What you need to learn, which is what I coach in my, in my accelerator, is that you should be able to run a business and get results despite not going viral. It is not possible to make sure you go viral every time unless you can make sure that people with immense accounts always show up and engage in your posts. Unless that happens every single time, you will not be able to make yourself go viral. It's not possible. Otherwise, we'd all be doing it. Okay, we'd all tag Bill Gates and he'd always show up and write a comment. The problem is it doesn't work. Why? Because Bill Gates is tagged all the time in everyone's posts. And of course, he won't bother showing up because it basically he doesn't isn't made to feel special by that. So if so, he's only going to bother to show up and write a comment on those posts that tag him where he has a relationship or where they've worked hard to really make the difference. And he's seen it as well. OK, so it's interesting that people are asking, how do I become go viral? You don't need to go viral. I'm actually quite pleased that I've only gone like slightly viral on a few occasions and my business is thriving because I know what to do with considerably smaller numbers. The pro What's so funny is that most people don't know what to do with viral posts. If they went viral, they don't know what to do with it. I'm not pointing the finger at you, Bernardo. I'm just using this as an example. Someone recently 
talked about how their post, this was on LinkedIn last week, how their post went viral. And they were going on and on about how it got all these views, got all these opportunities and these sales opportunities and these leads coming in. And it's like, I can't respect that. What I respect is, did you convert any of it? Like, did you make any money out of it? Because if you have lots of attention, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're going to do, uh, you're something going to do well. And that's what people need to understand. Because if you want to go, if you want to go viral, fine. All you do is you go to the kind of videos that on, on Facebook that are emotive. A bunch of ducklings walking across the road and one falling over that looks really cute. Uh, fluffy kittens, dogs, uh, puppies always work that are cute. A compilation of cute puppies will always go viral. And what will happen is you'll have a huge volume of people love that, none of which would be interested in your business. So to go viral for your business, you would have to have the, the big hitters, like the industry leaders, all jump in and decide that your post is super worth engaging with. And then it will drive the right kind of people to your business that you can actually convert. But here's the thing, that's almost never gonna happen. And the people who have those connections and are actually gonna get the results from them, they're already running a thriving business and probably don't need to do it anyway. So I would drive the point that you need to always learn to run a business where going viral doesn't matter. I'm, like I said, I'm proud of the fact I coach people in my accelerator to make actual conversions and close deals and make money on, on the premise that they don't become big influencers. They don't get tens of thousands of followers. It's not focused on following and big engagement and trying to go viral instead, because that's not going to happen on every post. It's far more focused on when a few people show up because you get your distribution okay, what is it you can do to get a result from them? That is reality. And that's a sustainable business proposition. So Bernardo, what I would say is stimulate conversations. That's the main thing. Produce content for your hyper niche, the set of people for whom you fix their major frustration and stimulate conversation. And if you get a few people starting to show up and, and find you interesting and believing you're an expert that you should be, then that's where your conversion will be. And that's that's what people need to be thinking of doing as opposed to just trying to go viral, because typically going viral will yield a huge volume of people that are of no value to you at all. I remember once um, there's someone on, on LinkedIn that has, has over three million followers and she commented on my post and it went like viral. It got like well over 100,000 views and absolutely smashed it in terms of engagement. But all of her followers are completely wrong for me. They're in the wrong part of the world for me. They do completely the wrong, the wrong industry for me. And so it was touching for my ego. It was lovely to see all these numbers. But actually what happened is it skewed wildly the kind of people that were showing up to see it. I remember I had hundreds of connection requests from people who are completely irrelevant. So going viral means getting the masses to show up. Running a business using content marketing should be about being penetrative on one particular niche or focus point of, of a target audience. And so going viral isn't what you should be trying to do. There's a, bit, a good bit of content in this, I think. But going viral isn't the point. It should be, can I target the right people? So it's funny because I, I look at 
I look at people who get huge engagement on their posts. But then when I look at mine, which maybe didn't get quite as much, but I know if I look at, for instance, on LinkedIn, I look at the stats, it's London, New York, San Francisco. It will be, you know, Accenture, JP Morgan, Citibank. It will be like the right kind of job titles as well. I'm hitting all the right areas because I'm targeted in the right way. So making sure it's targeted and starts conversation. Really great question, uh, Bernard. I'm really br glad you, you brought that one up. Uh, that really, really matters. Uh, let's let's go on to part part number three. So this is this is content marketing tip number three. We've already got distribution. You must learn that it is bigger than your content. Okay. Second point is pattern interrupt because people are either are always in an either a um, am I indifferent? Is this a win or is this a threat? State of mind. Always scanning posts in the newsfeed to see which one is, is which for them. So you need to get them to go, huh, what's this? So don't start it with, I hope everyone's having a good Monday. Start it with something more controversial or sensational, okay? Tip number three is call to action. Call to action or a CTA has to feature in some form. You can have an explicit one in the post that says, what do you think? What is your opinion? Because if you drive engagement or specifically conversation, you're going to have more people showing up to this post because your platform, whatever one you use, will drive more people at your post if there's more conversation on it. Or it could be kind of implicit. It could be that you put it down in a comment or it could be that you infer that they should respond to something. You don't have to always write, what is your opinion? Or you could do uh, more of a like a lead magnet call to action, but to not stimulate conversation in some way, to not give them a nudge or a nod that they should engage. I mean, on YouTube, it's classic for the on the nose approach. The call to action is, by the way, before I go any further, like and subscribe, please. And and like it's just classically how it's done on, on LinkedIn, uh, sorry, on, on YouTube to just tell people to do it. But, you know, why not? But the point is that we've got, We've got to ask ourselves what we're trying to get here. Well, what we need is for people to show up regularly, enough people that they start really warming to us. And that's where conversions can really happen in content marketing. How do we do that? We get them to keep wanting to come back and being fed our content comes from them engaging with it. So ask them to comment or produce content that stimulates a conversation. Don't just try and be profound all the time. And don't just share someone's quote because we're not getting anywhere. Why don't you share what you think about something and then ask the audience to partake? Don't, because uh, some people are insecure here. Some people are so insecure they don't want the audience to share their opinion for fear of there being a different view or angle on, on what they have to say. Let people in, be secure, it's all good. The more people that comment, the better your post does and the more people will show up for you next time. So that's a really crucial one. The call to action is essential without one, you're in a place where people are like, that's nice, uh, I like your post, and then they move on and that's it. So just, it's not enough without a call to action, in my opinion, that should feature, like it's very rare that you do a post and you don't have a suggestion that someone should engage in some way. Uh, fourth tip is to start conversations. I've kind of said this a few times already, but it genuinely is that important. Before I click on post of my piece of content, I've got to ask myself, is this going to stimulate conversation? Is this going to get people thinking, I need to write something here. I, I want to contribute something. And there's the growth hacking attempt, uh, growth hacking approaches, which are things like, you know, comment, yes, if you think this, or 
or doing a poll, agree or disagree, it's easily done. But to stimulate people writing paragraphs is quite an art. So you have to really make people lean in and show an interest. You can't just say, tell us your life story or tell us an anecdote about something like this. That tends to not happen unless you have a stronger following who wants to show up for you. But it does work against the more controversial topics. So the more the closer you sail to the wind, the more likely it is people will be uh, keen to share their, their points of view. So the more divisive or controversial you are, the more you get people stimulated. And again, like if you want to go viral, talk about face masks. I know someone recently who did this and did a poll. Should we or shouldn't we wear face masks? It's like obviously everyone's going to be piling in on this. But again, does that help your business? If it's nothing to do with your business, there's no point doing it. So don't go for the cheap views because there's no point. It won't get you anywhere. In fact, it's detrimental. If you go viral with all the wrong people, you end up adding to your following a bunch of people who don't care about you. And now what happens is you have this following and the platform, when it when you put out your post, the platform sends it to that following and they don't care about what you have to say because they were there for that viral post. And so now the platform is saying, well, this following doesn't seem that interested, we'll distribute it to less people. So that's really important to make sure you do. Stay in lane with your niche. Um, so start conversations, never just add to the conversation in the sense that you're, you know, just adding to what what you're, what's being discussed in your ecosystem or in your space. Instead, start them, you know, be the host of the party. It really is important that you're this figurehead because what happens is an audience or specifically followers show up for you. They show up for your show. And so the more you're sharing your philosophy or your opinion, uh, the better you do, because you wouldn't believe it until you try. But there are always people out there for whom you are the greatest person. Like for, there are some people out there who will think you are the ideal articulation of their view on something and they will shout for you non-stop because they love what you do just look at some of the big youtube channels out there for instance or the big influencers who have a lot of following for their followers although you may not agree for their followers they are their ideal person to follow and it's the same for everyone you don't have to be a superstar you just have to be clear about what your opinion is or on something and if you distribute correctly, as I mentioned, you'll get the right people showing up and they will want to stick around. Start conversations for them. You really do well. So let's just have a quick recap. Number one, content's nothing without distribution. Learn distribution is the most important uh, skill set to have. Not being good on Canva or video editing, distribution. My content years ago was seriously substandard before I outsourced it um, got better people to produce it. Um, but my content was so average, but by focusing on distribution, I still did fine. Uh, second one is pattern interrupt, making sure that you actually stimulate someone to go, whoa, what's going on here? I'm going to stop scrolling. This one's different. It's different to all the stuff I see that's like this. Okay. Third one, call to action. Are you asking people to actually engage? Are you stimulating the suggestion, this suggestion that they write something? Maybe you're being emotive enough that they feel that they should. But what? where's the signpost that says they should engage? Number four, start conversations. Ask yourself, is this going to actually stimulate conversations? Otherwise, what you're doing is you're just trying to be profound or just post something. And self-expression is fine if that's your game. But 
for your business, you want to have people gathering round every time that there's a post go out. Before I get into the fifth one, let's see what other people are saying. Thank you very much, Steve. Brilliant as always. We've got Daniel Nunes, Team Live from Phoenix. Uh, that's really awesome. Uh, Chimeka, I hope I've said your name right. Thanks, uh, Richard. You've made my day. Bernardo also appreciated the answer. Thanks, Richard. Uh, Ada is watching from Malaysia Monday night. Uh, we also have um, Chimeka watching from Babcock Uni. Uh, Bernardo's from uh, Uruguay. Uh, thank you so much. I think my man Simon Osori is here. Yeah, yeah he is. Uh, is watching. Uh, good afternoon, everybody, uh, he says. And uh, Summer McAfee watching all the way from Texas as well. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in there. I do want to do a shout out to my man uh, Ash Rathod, who watched last week. Uh, sorry, who who was um, in the guest sessions last week um, in the Entrepreneur Business Group. So every second and fourth, uh, is it second and fourth? First and third, second and fourth, second and fourth, second and fourth. Yes, second and fourth Thursday of the month at 9am Eastern, we have the guest session interview in the Entrepreneur Business Group. So if you want to be in the Entrepreneur Business Group, it is free to join. There are 4,600 4, actually members over on Facebook. So the uh, on Instagram, sorry, on LinkedIn and, and Facebook, I've got the on the screen right now. Uh, but if you go on, if you're on Instagram, you can't see that caption. But if you go to facebook.com slash groups, slash entrepreneur business group one word entrepreneur business group you can join in there the exciting news is also so firstly ash was awesome it's one of my favorite interviews we did mona did a great hosting job there and he talked all about storytelling but the new announcement coming out soon is we're launching the entrepreneur business group book club so if you're interested in being part, it's a good thing for accountability, by the way, if you're into books, if you're into reading, uh, if you want to get into business books, uh, every month we're going to be having a book uh, where there's two co-hosts, that's going to be uh, Gerline and Safer. Gerline's in the States, Safer's in uh, Germany, actually, and they're going to be hosting this uh, every single month. There'll be a different book, good accountability for you to read the book and engage with them on it. And they'll be running a show uh, completely free to join, but only for exclusively for those members uh, in the Entrepreneur Business Group. And um, every month we will give that book away to a particular person as well. So those who show up uh, for the book club will have an opportunity to win the, the book itself as well, which is a bit weird because you'd have the book if you're in the book club. So uh, uh, we'll have to see how that works out, but uh, more on that soon. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for those all jumping in and helping out with that. Uh, also, whilst I'm at the uh, thanks, uh, also go to Restream. A Restream Pro account, I have to say, has been game-changing here. My whole team uses it to download the video, to produce the videos for my content platforms throughout the week, uh, to get the audio for the podcast as well, and for the scheduling of this uh, stream so that it could be uh, live into the platforms from yesterday. People could remind themselves about it as an event and then stream multi-platform and get access to all of your wonderful chat comments as well, all through Restream Pro account. So you can join and grab one of those. Or if you want to trial a free account first, you can do so obviously for free with a $10 credit uh, on me. If you go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore, uh, do check it out as well. So let's Finish up with the final. I think there's a question. Is there a question? There's not. There's not a question. 
But give me a thumbs up if you think a book club's a good idea. Because think about the accountability. Like, if you're like, oh, I should read more. I should definitely read more. Imagine if there was a book club. Each month, we're going to read this book together, and then we're going to go through it together. So give us a thumbs up if that sounds good. I think it's a really important. Uh, I'm really adding here. What I'm trying to do with the with the group is bringing more hosts to bring to stimulate these different areas. I really want it to be a kind of a powerhouse of resources for people. So it would be, uh, I can't wait for that to launch very soon. Um, those of you just tuning in now, where have you been? Uh, this is episode 257 of uh, the Startup Business Q&A. Uh, so we are four weeks off the five-year anniversary when I will stop and I will be starting or restarting the YouTube channel, which I will put in the comments below after this. So do subscribe or do consider subscribing if you feel, if you feel you will watch the videos. Otherwise, just your well-wishing is enough. Please don't subscribe if you're not going to watch. There's just no point because there's just no point. So, <laughs> so thank you for those of you who have been supporting that too. So that kicks off on the 19th of July. Monday the 19th will be episode 260 of this live show and the final one. And we'll be launching then the, uh, the YouTube channel proper. And just again, a shout out to those of you from the Accelerator. I wanted to say thank you so much for supporting it. I know James Perry, who's watching right now, uh, was one of the OGs. It's week 52. So the first year anniversary this week of my LinkedIn Client Accelerator. No, it's not 50. 70 businesses, almost, just under 70 businesses, have joined the Accelerator. The focus is on converting. So making clients like actually step forward and pay you from your content on LinkedIn. I'm thrilled with how successful it's been, but it's all down to the hard work of those students, as well as a wonderful course from me, of course. So if you're interested in the Accelerator, just DM me something like Accelerator and I'll share a bit more. The final tip of the five from content on content marketing, there are many, obviously, but these five are crucial. I've been doing this for almost eight years and these things really stand out. On top of Distribution being huge. Pattern interrupt. You must stimulate the stopping of the scroll to go, huh, what's this interesting piece of content? So stimulate us with the visual, perhaps, and certainly with that first line of text if you're writing copy. Uh, the call to action, making sure you're stimulating people to actually write something and engage because that drives algorithmically the distribution of your post. And fourthly, the starting of conversations. You must stimulate conversation or at least an interest in sharing something. Otherwise, your audience remains mute and it doesn't really drive the distribution as well as it might. The fifth point is an interesting one, and it's about familiarity. <clears throat> so familiarity equals trust. If someone is familiar to you, you trust them more. Okay, so if, you want, if you're writing these down, the fifth one is familiarity equals trust. So with your content, there should be an element of frequency. Does that mean you should post all the time? Like, no, not every minute. But there are some types of content where you do post regularly. Stories are a good example. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, they will have these stories or their shorts on, the, on YouTube, for instance, these short form uh, things that don't last long is a good way, good way of sharing multiple bits of content each day. But what is wrong <laughs> in terms of behaviorally tapping into the fact that people trust you more when they're familiar with you and comfortable with seeing you over and over again? 
what what where people fail is when they don't post enough. And so frequency matters here. Um, but frequency as well as being present. So I, I can't just post regularly enough. For instance, LinkedIn once a day is good. Once a week's a terrible idea because not enough people are going to see you to to help with the with the focus on familiarity. Sure, the people who follow you will, they'll be fine with it, but they'll see your content, they'll be down with it. But and you know, on YouTube, it might be that that's a show or a thing you do once a week, a bit like this live show. But the new audience, they're not seeing you enough. So they need to see you a bit more than like once a week or once, even worse than that, like once every two weeks or so. Share something ideally daily, because if you're, it doesn't have to be, but if you're, if you're posting daily or every, every other day or so, I post between four and six times a week, say on LinkedIn. And that means that I'm reasonably present People, you know, I'm not dropping off their radar and I'm capturing when I capture new people that it's not long to wait till they're fed another bit of content, which helps them go. Ah, you know what? It was interesting the first time. It's interesting. Again, I'll stick around. That's what their subconscious tells them. So we need to be we need to be having some sense of frequency about our posting. But we also need to make sure that we're being present because familiarity uh, is boosted when we're actually showing up for these people and validating their decision to show up for us. So when they write a comment, are you there liking it and replying and saying, thanks so much, I see your point. Here's why I think I'm right. Or here's, here's a really interesting revision on that or whatever it might be, you know, you're engaging with them. It validates their decision to actually bother. To, to show up in the first place. So be present, but have some frequency to your posting because if you're there enough, people get familiar with you. And when they're familiar with you, they trust you more. It's weird, but that's how humans work. So we see someone regularly, we recognize that face. If you look at, um, I mentioned him earlier, right? It's a really good example, The Rock, okay? The, the actor, Dwayne Johnson. He's a recognized face by many millions of people around the world. For many, they probably trust him quite, quite a lot. They've never met him. They have no idea what he's like behind closed doors. But the fact that they've seen him a lot means they would trust him more than a stranger because they feel they know him because they've got that familiarity through a frequency of seeing him, which is why social media is so powerful for celebrities and those of influence and so on. So give your audience every opportunity to consume more of you if they're into you. And that's why between posts, I will punctuate that silence with stories, for instance, on LinkedIn or Instagram. So people can people who care or are interested enough will see more of me. And it translates. It does. It translates to trust. And from trust, you then get people going, hmm, I will step forward and take him up on that offer. I, I will get in touch because you know what? I need some help with something. And he's my guy for that. So it's crucial to remember that, that familiarity comes from seeing you with some frequency. So I really hope that's helped people. Thank you so much, uh, people, uh, for watching. I'm going to end with a comment from Daniel Nunes. The finest entrepreneurial podcast and social media. I hope you're talking about my one. Thank you so much, uh, Daniel. That's very kind of you. This has been episode 257. We have eight, nine, and then 60 to go. And that's it. So three now left. And that's the end of, of this era of five years of these startup business Q&A questions. Um, I'm really keen to 
go out with a bang though. So do join me on obviously each week, but especially that one. And if you're going to head over to the YouTube channel, consider first, do I want to subscribe to this because I want to support Richard or do I want to subscribe because I'll actually watch the videos or both, you know? So if you just want to support me, that's really kind. And it sounds weird, but I would rather you didn't su subscribe because there's no point in having subscribers if they don't show up and watch the videos. That doesn't help. So if you're going to watch them, great. Subscribe away. If not, I've just enjoyed so many, so much great sentiment from everyone. I really appreciate that. Launching really soon. In the meantime, have an amazing day. Thank you so much. Instagram, I will close that off and I'll see you soon. Facebook and LinkedIn. Have a great, great week.